I just had such an incredible coffee date for the podcast this week with a woman named Jennifer Bailey. Jen is a client and friend of mine for many, many years, and she graduated from the Manifestation Coach Certification recently. She is a coach for women for fitness, intuitive eating, and manifestation and self-love. She really helps people create what they want to feel within. So I'm very excited to share this conversation with you this week. We talked about everything, intuitive eating, healing her relationship with food and her body. We give examples on how to begin healing yours. So this conversation is really for someone in that space or someone who wants to understand a friend or a relative or a partner of theirs who is healing in that space as well. And we also talk about her love, her new married life, how she manifested her husband. It is a really cool story and a bit more how she moves through challenges and relationships. So I'm so excited to bring you this episode this week. And we're going to do something exciting. So I have decided to start a giveaway for the podcast. So once a month, at the end of the month, I will be drawing a winner who's going to receive a breathe and receive coffee mug. You may have seen a few months ago, I created custom coffee mugs that I give to my clients and students. I drink one for every coffee date on the YouTube channel and podcast, except for when I'm traveling, which this week I am traveling, so you'll see a different mug in this week's episode. But each month I will be drawing a winner who will receive that and how you enter the giveaway is you subscribe to the podcast and you write a review. You screenshot the review and you share it to your Instagram story tagging me, okay? Every time you tag me, you'll be entered. So if you've already written a review or you write one and you realize, oh wait, I can only write a review once, then all you need to do is share the episode to your social media Tag me and you'll be entered every single time so you can enter multiple times a month. You can enter once a month. You can enter once a week when a new episode comes out. It's up to you, but that is there for you. And I can't wait to hear what you think of the show. And I have one more announcement before we get to the show. And it is that the Manifestation Coach Certification is open for early enrollment. So there's a special pricing that will last through the end of November. This is a three-month certification program. If you want to be a Manifestation Coach, if you're passionate about the law of attraction, laws of energy, laws of the universe, quantum physics, and you're like, hey, not only do I want to manifest the life of my dreams and embody the life of my dreams, but I also want to teach that to others, teach others how to love themselves and their life, then we need you. We need more of these people, more coaches who are teaching others how to love themselves, how to love their life. So if that feels like a yes to you, then go to www.aliciamcneil.com forward slash certification. You can also check out the link in this description of this episode to learn more and apply. Spaces are limited. We're going to cap it at 10 students total. And there is a level one that is online and then a level two that is optional for a week long in person. So there are some options for you. There are different payment options. This is meant to be for the person who not only wants to be a manifestation coach, but who wants to make it a part of their living and income active revenue, passive revenue, and my intention is that you make back 10 times your investment or more within the first year of 
being a graduate. So if that feels like a yes for you, I can't wait to see your application and we'll go from there. Welcome to the Breathe and Receive podcast. My name is Alicia McNeil, and I am here to help you manifest and enjoy the life, relationships, and business of your dreams. I believe that each one of us is uniquely designed, and as we become more aligned with the truth of who we are, life becomes much easier, and we get to simply sit back, breathe, and receive all that life has to offer to us. I hope you enjoy this episode and that it brings some entertainment, laughter, and transformation to your day. If it does, it would mean the world to me that you share it with a friend or tag me on social media. Now let's get to the show. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee Dates on the Breathe and Receive podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Jen Bailey or Jennifer Bailey, which is very interesting for me to say because for many years, she has had a different last name. She got married very recently. And actually this morning, I went to switch her last name to her new last name, Bailey, in my phone. And I saw underneath where it says your first name, your last name, I saw fitness trainer BP. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the heck does BP even mean? Jenna and I met when I was in graduate school back in 2018. And I was working as a teacher for the undergraduates. They had to take this fitness program and I was allowed to bring in different fitness instructors. And one day I saw Jen up front. She was leading the class. And she just had this energy about her, you know, when you see someone and they're just glowing and beaming and you feel drawn to them like a magnet. That's how I felt about Jen. And back then I was thinking, maybe she'll teach this class for me. Maybe we'll become friends in the future. And little did I know that she would end up seeing my content online as I became a coach. She started to uh, work with me on and off throughout the years. She's joined different programs. And most recently she graduated from the manifestation coach certification. So that's super exciting. Welcome, Jen. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. And I was just thinking of the the BP. It must stood for body pump because that's what I was teaching at the time. Yes, it was yeah. body pump. <laughs> Thank that's you. So I'm like, it can't be beer that. pong. <laughs> 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 that's so funny yeah wow that was so like long ago but I'm doing so well I'm excited to be here um yeah I just can't believe that it's been like it's had to be at least like what five years yeah I I guess it I always think that I started grad school in 2018 but that's actually when I graduated so we might have met in 2016 so yeah like mm-hmm five, six years. Pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right at the beginning of your coaching journey too, when you were doing personal training and yeah, Yeah. so good. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Okay. Um, so I am a holistic nutrition and mindset coach. I've been kind of playing around with the title because I'm, I'm into the holistic nutrition and obviously manifestation and spirituality plays a big role into my coaching. 
Um, so trying to find that title role has been, um, it's been like an experiment for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I specialize in helping women just reconnect back to their bodies is my main thing. And a lot of the girls that I work with want to, um, transform their bodies and, and get leaner. But ultimately a lot of the work that we do is shifting their mindset and really coming back home to themselves through the journey. You know, like they may not sign up for that at first, but that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, we do a lot of mindset work and I teach a lot of my clients some of somatic practices like breathing and meditation it's so funny because like all my girls now when they have their check-ins I always ask them you know what's something that you're going to do for yourself this week in terms of self-care and I swear to you like every single one of them is like I'm going to work on my breathing or breathing practice (laughs) something of that nature so it's just so much more than just losing weight or you know nutrition it's become this whole lifestyle practice for these women and it's just so cool for me to see them transform um from the beginning to the end of just becoming confident in themselves and becoming confident around food which I know is a big topic for you too is finding that freedom around food in your body that's something else that I do a lot in my work um so yeah I love that and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I knew that you worked with, I knew that you had a history with the relationship with your food and, and your body in the past. And now you're helping women through that very similarly to me. So I'm curious when, what, what was your relationship to like your body and exercise and how you, uh, not fueled, how you viewed your diet and exercise. And what was that shifting moment where you realized, oh, okay it actually takes this inner work of breathing and going within and loving myself from within and doing certain meditations or different practices in order to actually feel what we want to feel through trying to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this journey has honestly been quite a lifelong journey for me. I mean, I'm, I'm 26. So this has been like, since I was really young, I mean, I can remember since I was in fourth grade, like really little, um, I used to make like um, exercise books. I would record my food. And I think it really stemmed from, there's um, quite a few women in my family. And I'll preface saying that nothing (laughs) is their fault or anything, right? We all learn from the people that are around us. But I had a lot of women in my family or, or seeing things on media about, you know, women like comparing their bodies or saying like, oh, I feel so fat in this or everyone's on diet um, or just always talking about food and having that diet mentality. I just started learning that really, really young. Um, so I, I, yeah, since I was in fourth grade, I remember having that booklet of always exercising, eating healthy. I would have food rolls of, okay, I can't eat past 7am. And I remember in middle school, I would eat like so little for breakfast. And by the time I was, it was lunchtime, I would be like bent over, like so in pain because I was so hungry. And there would be kids in school who would comment on me being super healthy all the time or commenting on my food, but little did they know that I was just like trying to transform myself into this 
like thin, skinny identity that I wanted to be. Um, so that's kind of where it was when I was young. And then in high school, I started to experience binge eating, emotional eating. Um, and that had a lot to do with feeling new emotions, right? During that time, you start experimenting with relationships, start having feelings. So that's kind of where that delved into. And then it cycled back into the restrictive eating. Um, And then once I got into college, kind of actually right around the time that I met you, I experienced a lot of anxiety and depression. So it would turn towards food. I struggled a lot with the binge eating, emotional eating. Um, And then actually when I met you is when I was like, okay, I'm going to change this. And I remember, you know, sending you those first progress photos. And I was so sad because I was like, I hate my body. Um, Like, yeah. I I was going to say, I completely forgot about those until right right now. Yeah. That was like early, early, early into your coaching. But I remember like even just the first couple of weeks of working and um, like focusing on my body. And then we started focusing more on mindset work. It started to shift and I started doing more things for myself. As I started doing more things for myself, even if it wasn't fitness related, my body was transforming. Um, and so I took notice of that or like t- certain times where I felt more joy or more satisfaction, I would naturally lose weight. Like if I ended a relationship that was not so great, it was like the moment it ended, I, I lost a ton of weight. Um, so I started to realize that my mental health had a huge correlation to how I was feeling in my body. Um, after college, I moved to a new city And I actually started to experience the emotional eating again, but then I decided to dive headfirst into bodybuilding, which was a really cool experience. Um, It taught me a lot about myself, my body, how I kind of act and behave towards things. Um, It made me feel like I was in control with food because it was very restricted. I was on a strict regimen. But the moment that I stopped competing, like full on binge relapse, came back full swing. No one really knew what I was struggling with, Um, but it was like uncontrollable because I was so hungry. So it just taught me that, yeah, I look fantastic on the outside, but inside I was struggling really hard. And it was actually a difficult time for me because... I was really lean. I looked great. I was doing fantastic. I was working really hard and I was getting so much praise for my body and people would be like, what are you doing? I need to do that. I want to look like that. And I just felt so sad inside because I was like, you don't understand how much work I'm putting into this. Or like, you don't understand that I'm feeling so hungry. Um, And I, I feel like Um, at least where I was in the like bodybuilding world, I didn't know much about it or knew other people who went through the experience compared to now, where it's a lot more people to kind of talk about that stuff and you have more support. But at the time I was pretty alone in it um, for those kind of feelings, right? Being in a, um, 
a more intuitive and emotional person trying to navigate that through a sport that's very like straightforward it's it's um kind of difficult to move through that um so then after that is when I really dove into my intuitive eating journey and I just kind of took a break from it all and I was like I just want to stop feeling like crap I'm tired of hating my body I want to feel good in my body and it's funny because I actually remember summer of 2021 um I got sick I was in I was in prep for my next competition and then I got sick with COVID and I was just tired of feeling like in a mental box with food I just wanted to feel freedom in my body and I was seeing all these girls on Instagram who were just lifting and they were eating good food and they looked great. And I'm like, wow, I just want that freedom. And you were actually traveling at the time too. And I feel like you were talking about food one time and it was just like this feeling of freedom and like unwavering self-love for yourself. That was like, okay, I really need that. Um, so I stopped my prep, went fully into intuitive eating. Um, and it was definitely an up and down process for sure. It's not I feel like people get it wrong where they think like, oh, you just, you know, you just eat whatever you want when you want, or they think it's like, oh, if I'm craving a brownie, I just eat it. It's actually a lot of emotional work that people don't realize, um, or they don't fully understand the term of what intuition is. Um, but yeah, I went on that journey and then naturally I just started loving myself more I started nourishing my body instead of feeling like trying to dim it down and get smaller. Um, and yeah, now I just have this freedom in my body. I don't feel any fear towards food whatsoever. I eat what I want when I want, I have no shame in it. Right. Cause like during the times where I struggled, you would maybe feel bad around um, other people eating, being afraid of judgments. Now I don't care. I'm like, I'm going to eat this. This feels good to me. Um, and now I just, when I listen to people who have that diet mentality or are really struggling, like I see it so much more clear and, um, you can, I don't know, you can see it from like an outside perspective of kind of like what they're struggling, um, uh, struggling with. Uh, whereas when you're you, when you're in it, it feels really dark and cloudy and you feel like you can't get out of it, but you can. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I keep getting chills when you speak and even a bit emotional, like talking about this on a public um, platform feels so wildly important and mm -hmm. it's such an honor because online and on, in magazines and on TV and on Instagram and TikTok and all of these places, we see people who are very fit and they can be smiling and our brains just automatically cue like, okay, it's the way they look that makes them happy. But we actually don't know, are these people truly happy? There are so many people that I've met who are like, Instagram or TikTok famous online. And you would think, well, they must be super happy. They look super happy. And in person, there's something completely off. And, and mm -hmm. it, you just don't feel that transmission of joy and peace that you would expect at first. At least that was my, my expectation um, before I, I learned. And I think that us having this conversation 
is really for the women who, or, and men who feel like changing their body is going to make them happy. And I'm curious, what would you say to someone who's in that place now? Who's realizing like, okay, for example, for me, I, for like five and a half years, I worked out like crazy. My body would change, you know, I got Mm -hmm. a bigger butt and I got stronger arms. And then I was like, well, I don't want this strong of arms. So then I wanted to get skinnier and like my weight went up and down, up and down. And it was like everything in my life went up and down the diets. I would diet really hard, then binge eat. I would feel really good about myself, then really awful about myself. I would lose weight and then gain weight. And it was never enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So for someone who's in that space right now, what would you say to them? Mm. So someone who's looking to change in order to feel happier. Yeah. And who's just feeling like burnt out from that. Like they've been mm. in it for months and years and they're realizing, okay, this isn't bringing me happiness. If anything, it's actually making me more miserable over time. Yes. Okay. So I actually feel like this is one of the issues with social media and why I have such like a love hate with it, because like you said, the people who are shredded or really lean, they look like they're living these super happy quality lives. And maybe some of them are, but a lot of them are dealing with issues of being obsessed with their macronutrients or they're obsessed with body image. And a lot of the reasons why people get into that area is because they're unhappy with themselves. Right. I mean, that's kind of all how we get into it, right? We want to change something about ourselves. Um, and, and some people do fine with it. They don't have that emotional attachment to it, but a lot of people do, and it's very hidden. Um, so for someone who is trying to change their body and they're, and they're feeling burnt out, I mean, I would tell them to take a different approach. And this is kind of where my clients are at. They come to me, they've tried all these different diets, they've had different coaches, and it just doesn't work for them. And I always tell them, or we get into conversation that you, you know, you need to have an approach that actually works for you because uh, diet and fitness it is not a one size fits all journey. Like not everyone fits in that compartment of being um, a weightlifter or counting macros, which on my social media world, that's like, it's very saturated in that. I'm not sure what yours is like, but I feel like a lot of people are trying to fit this mold, but another person might thrive by doing exercise that feels super fun and exciting and just lights them up or makes them feel really zen. Um, People's personalities are so different. And I feel like we need to honor that. And people need to realize that they don't have to fit this mold that everyone is preaching about. Um, They have to do what works for them. And, you know, it may shift throughout course, but I think ultimately someone who's trying to change their body also needs to be willing to um, change their, their mindset and also how they feel about themselves. So one of the things that I do with my clients is we kind of get to the root, like we, um, talk about their eating style. So, you know, how did you grow up? What were the behaviors that you what you learned? Um, what did the people around you say, right? Cause people are driven by different things. Like they might be triggered by like the presence of food or, 
the value of a dollar with food. All these different tendencies affect us and you kind of have to learn through that or, you know, how do you talk to yourself during meal times? Like, what do you say to yourself when you're about to grab food or what do you think about food? You have to dive a lot deeper than just the superficial stuff if you're trying to make a long-term change. And I think that's what people need to be ready for is, you know, this isn't just the superficial, let's get fit journey. This is a whole entire lifestyle change because again, yeah, getting fit, getting healthy, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel more confident, but that's not the deeper rooted issue. It's that lack of, um, lack of self-confidence, which I guess I said it just to like raise it up. But you know what I'm saying is like that the insecurities or the self-esteem or the wounds that we have, that's really what we want to feel better with. Um, so I think that health and fitness is a portal into that, but the work itself is a lot deeper. Mm. So I guess overall, I would just say you have to find the approach that actually works for you um, and don't try to follow everyone else because it's not a quick fix. It's This is a whole lifelong uh, journey and transformation. Absolutely. I yeah. remember I used to, uh, it would be like, I would start a diet or a workout program on a Monday. I would drop out by a Wednesday or Thursday. Then all weekend long, I would dig through Pinterest and magazines and all these different places, books to find a new one to start on Monday. And I was always turning outside for someone to tell me like, how can I look better? How can I be leaner? How can I be more fit? And mm-hmm. I remember what helped me a lot is very similar to what you're sharing. And, and it's what I helped clients with when I, we were really focusing on this was getting really it, like it, to me, I'm almost imagining it's like, we're looking under the surface and we're getting to, okay, what do I want for my life? And not just do I want, but what do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And then I began to realize like, okay, I want to feel happy. I want to feel love. I want to feel peace. I want to feel joy. I want to feel freedom because like 80 to 90% of my energy was spent thinking about food, exercise, and my body. And whenever I got clear on what I wanted and I just shift the focus to that and I began to uh, learn how to embody those feelings from within, it was like my behaviors naturally shifted because my identity shifted and I could begin to really embody the identity, like what you're saying of I want a healthy lifestyle for life, not because I need to look a certain way to feel good because I've created feeling good within myself, but because it's like an act of self-love. Like when I turn to um, eating well and exercising, I view it as, wow, like I can feel my body craving vegetables. I can feel my body and my heart craving cardio or craving yoga, stretch, weightlifting, whatever my body is craving that day. So I'm going to give it to my body as a way to love myself and to honor myself and to fuel this vessel that's carrying the real me, which is my soul. And, you know, what, what, just one other thing I want to add to that. And, and I'm curious if you relate is I began to realize that I, I wanted to change my body, not just because I wasn't fully loving myself, but because I actually didn't like myself. 
I heard this quote the other day. I was listening to an Ed Milet podcast. I can't remember um, who he was interviewing, but it was on relationships. And the the guy he was interviewing said, people don't have a problem with self-love. They have a problem with self-like because we love people who we don't necessarily like. If you look at your family, you, there's probably people in your family who you love, but you don't necessarily like. You wouldn't choose to hang out with them 24-7. And he said, humans have a problem with liking themselves. And they try and turn to all these things outside of them to like themselves more when in reality, they need to learn how to like their personality, like their quirks, like who they are because they're with themselves 24 seven. And I know for myself, liking myself more helped me feel the love I have for myself. And therefore it was like, I no longer punished my body with exercise or punished my body with starving myself. And I could naturally be more honoring and more intuitive, which I love how you mentioned intuitive eating earlier is Um, there's a lot of emotion to it. Like our intuition isn't going to guide us to eat a tub of ice cream. That's our cravings. That's our emotions. So we need to get clear on on what the difference is. But um, basically what I was saying is liking ourselves more helps us be, listen to our intuition more and honor it more. Yeah. I love that you said honoring too, because I feel like especially women, and it's mostly because I focus of my work with women, but a lot of us are kind of disregarding that intuitive part of us. And we're also disregarding the gifts that we have. I feel like a lot of us women are trying to be something else or strive for something else. And and a lot of us strive for that, like work hard, ambition, goal-driven person, which it's amazing to have goals, but it's like, some people are trying to fit this mold when they would thrive in this whole other like area if they just honored who they are and what their gifts are I was actually just talking to a friend of mine and she was struggling or is struggling with um diet and and symptoms from her menstrual cycle and all this stuff and and it's because women are just like fighting themselves they're they're um, like pushing themselves when they really need to rest. And I I feel like um, that's something else like women need to learn is to trust their bodies and to trust themselves. We've been taught not to trust ourselves, which I think in turn becomes that result of we don't like ourselves because we're trying to reach this other thing when in reality, we just need to honor and body fully who we are. Like, it's okay if you don't like the same thing as someone else does, right? Like not everyone is meant to be a weightlifter. Not everyone is meant to do Pilates or, right? Like honoring that you're a complete individual and having confidence that your way is the right way because if it makes you feel good and it makes you feel expansive, then that's what you should be doing. Yeah, yes. like I just... <laughs> Naps over here. <laughs> Guys, have, if you're watching us there and you see photos on the walls, that's me. <laughs> I'm visiting family. <laughs> oh so my gosh. Funny. This is so important. Go back and listen to what Jen said over and over and over. That is huge. Jen, you are so wise. I'm so, so, so glad you're a coach and that you're sharing this with the world because it's so needed. We are 
are unique individual beings. And when you were sharing all of that, I had this image of like a new school system that raises people to like little kids to like get to know their gifts, get Mm -hmm. to know themselves, trust themselves. Like we are taught from, from day one to outsource our questions, but we have this intuition and inner voice and inner guidance and connection to something greater, whether, whether that's universe or spirit, God, that's, that's, got a whole plan for us to live our best life if we want that, but we need to tune in and and follow that. So I want to talk about your love and your love Mm -hmm. life, but I also want to just kind of wrap up this section. So I'm curious if you, or if you have any advice or what's like a go-to activity that you offer clients to help them get to know themselves or to tap into that intuitive voice. Hmm. Um, do you mean like what I offer as coaching or just some of like the exercises that we do? An example of an exercise that someone could do at home, uh, Mm. and begin this now. Okay. So something that's really fun, which you, Alicia, actually talk about a lot in your coaching. Um, and I've kind of played off of this is, so one of the things that I think all women should learn is to eat intuitively and to listen to their hunger and satiation cues. So something that I do with clients is I give them a visual of a, of a scale and I, and um, the scale is one to 10 and it will describe different feelings that you have in your body. So, you know, a five would be that you feel really content. You feel energized. You're not thinking about food as it gets closer to one, the more hungry you are. So maybe you start, um, a four would be like, okay, I'm starting to think about food. Um, and then maybe a three is, okay, my energy is starting to decline, or I'm starting to like imagine different pictures of food in my head or something starts sounding really good. I, I do teach women the hunger and satiation skill first, because it's important to understand your body and understand the difference between what is physical hunger and what is mental and emotional hunger, right? Because mental emotional hunger is that onset. Are you feeling it when you're bored, stressed, um, sad, or maybe even a little angry, like noticing when you get hungry is really key because that physical hunger is going to be more gradual. But the fun exercise that I like to give clients is to um, imagine in their head, like when it's meal time and they're deciding what to eat. So I always give the example of sitting at a restaurant, right? If you're sitting at the restaurant and you're picking between meals, if you have that diet mentality, you're probably gonna go towards the food like, oh, you know, I should eat this meal because this is the healthier option. But inside your body, you're like, oh, I don't really wanna eat that. Like, it doesn't actually sound good. I don't think I'd be satisfied. So I give the example of, okay, if you're picking between two different items, I want you to, play it in um in your head like a movie like imagine yourself eating this food like imagine the taste imagine the texture what feels really good to you what feels really good in your body and using that example of like does this feel expansive or does this feel restrictive in your body does this feel like a no um i use this example a lot for when women are like going out to eat with their friends or just trying to learn how to navigate social life while 
learning how to trust food or trying to learn to trust themselves in this journey is to pick the food that feels really good, feels like it would be satisfying because taste satisfaction is a key um, key role in in that journey. Um, but also like what's going to nourish your body too? Like what's going to feel good? And, and asking clients like, um, is this food going to make me feel good afterwards too? Like kind of in your mind playing that whole experience of like, okay, it's how is this going to feel going down? How am I going to feel after? Um, and that's a really fun exercise for clients to become more intuitive with their choices in food and, and the food that they eat and mm-hmm. to become more confident in themselves during that. And do you believe that? So one thing that um, popped in my mind when you were sharing that exercise is how our intuition guides us to Mm -hmm. our our healthiest life, our best life. And the yes feeling will always feel expansive. It will feel good. And a no will feel contracting. It will feel like restrictive, like um, bad in our bodies. Mm -hmm. But what I realize is that when it comes to food and exercise, a lot of the decisions we make feel like restrictive and like it's supposed to be. So I, I know what I would say to this answer, but I want to ask you if someone's imagining, let's say I'm imagining eating a sweet potato and some salmon and some greens And like, it feels like a yes in their body, but then their mind comes in and is like, oh my God, sweet potato, carbohydrates. Like, uh, is this a time where they get to just play with trusting that yes feeling and, and learning how to move through those mental fears that are created by these outside sources? I would say yes, like fully go with what your body is saying. Um, Because a lot of our times, our mind is just trying to like play those tricks on us or, or react out of fear. Um, so I would say fully trust your body because right. That first part is picking that food that feels really expansive. And then while you're eating that food to tune into your body and to notice your feelings, because you can fully trust yourself to stop eating when it's full, your body's going to tell you, you just have to tune into your body. And I think that's the key part that a lot of people are missing is they're not feeling the sensations in their body when, when they're eating or before they eat when they're hungry. Right. So I'll literally tell my clients, like, if they're starting to feel hungry, like put your hand on your belly and just bring your awareness to your belly. Like, what are you feeling? Because oftentimes when it's, um, that hunger feeling and maybe you're at work or you're understimulated, you hate your job. It might just be that mental, uh, stress or that trigger to eat because you're trying to like feel some sort of satisfaction. So during those times when you start to feel hungry, tune into your belly, tune in, bring that awareness down and feel inside. You can feel if you're still satisfied or, you know, still feeling energized. Um, so I think that's the, the key part is to just fully trust your body because your body's going to tell you we're literally designed with hormones to signal us when to eat and when to stop eating. And, um, a lot of people don't trust that, but that's why we were designed that way. Totally. Uh, Yeah. And the stress that we 
cause ourselves by having so much fear around food is actually doing the opposite. Like for me personally, I just want to share this for anyone out there who's like, has a lot of fear around certain foods. I used to be like terrified of potatoes. I didn't have potatoes for years. I didn't have pasta for years, gluten, um, even like eating fruit at night and like, just like things that a lot of people have a lot of peace around terrified me. And now Mm -hmm. a days I can eat anything I want to eat, but it's all so intuitive. It's like, um, yeah, like my housemate and I made pasta recently and it was just, it's always so exciting for me to eat it and say like, wow, I feel so much peace around this. And I trust that my body can digest this. And I trust that I can know when I'm full and what to eat next and what to eat next. And it doesn't need to be this big lifelong plan. It can be taken day by day, but we really have to, especially in the United States where our culture is so fast, 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 we have to slow down and breathe Mm -hmm. and just tune in to our bodies and begin to trust that instead of looking outside for all of the, this, these answers. Yeah, exactly. And, and the only way to get over your fear of foods is to actually to eat those foods and to realize that, okay, nothing bad is happening to me. And when you do fully trust and you slow down, you're not going to overeat because you're still present. And um, that's another thing I like to tell my clients is don't eat just to eat, like make it an experience, like set an ambiance, have fun cooking, be intentional about it. It's another form of self-love just as anything else is like exercise or taking a bath or whatever, like cooking is just another form of self-love. So take the time, like make really good food. Like life is so much more satisfying when you're eating good food. (laughs) I am such a foodie and I'm so glad that that didn't have to go away. Oh my gosh. We could talk about this all day. It's such a passion and it's such an important conversation, but I trust that what we shared so far will, will get people started with with all of that on that journey and and they can definitely tune into you and and communicate with you if they want further support on that. I would love to transition into talking about you and your babe and your yes. new husband and new married life. <laughs> so, I know you told me you had this really cool manifestation story. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I, okay. It's so funny. So I've always been an intuitive person, but I've never known how to navigate it. So just to like backtrack a little bit, I was actually thinking the other day that when I was younger, um, this doesn't have to do with my love life, but it will kind of like bleed into everything. But just to talk about my intuition, when I was younger in the eighth grade, my teacher was a little hippy dippy, very free-spirited and um he gave us a choice project and our choice project was that you could work on literally anything that you wanted to you could learn anything you wanted and then you present a project on it and when I was in the eighth grade I focused on eating disorders and um like women empowerment I literally made a compilation video of all the girls in my class and put like this empowering like confidence song behind and then kicked all the boys out of the classroom and it was just women and it was it it just blew my mind the other day because it was like okay my path 
was literally right there even when I was in the eighth grade um I just thought that was like a cool little story that like you know people are always looking for these signs outside of them but everything is right in front of you um but yeah so I've always been like an intuitive person I thought that was just like a fun little story um but I've I've been someone who's had like premonitions before, uh, before family passings. Like I've had, um, family members come to me in dreams, um, which is what started my spiritual journey. Cause I was like, okay, something's happening here. Um, how do I navigate this? So I actually kind of had a similar story to you where I first started going to church because I was like, okay, there's a higher source of something. How do I go about this? Um, so I started going to church and then that ended up transforming into more of a, a spirituality, um, journey. I went to California in 2017, which I actually manifested that, uh, for sure. Um, and my friend introduced me to the law of attraction. It was actually the book, the secret. So that's when I first started learning about it. And then, um, I, was working with you and then you shifted into it and I was like okay I already know about this but then I saw you like completely commit to the work and transform and I was like I need to get on to this so I've been on it for a long time that I can remember but it's really been the past few years where I'm like okay I need to dig deep into this so my story with my husband um any decision that I go about is all intuitive any new place that I move is intuitive so I graduated from school ECU and at the time I was looking for a job and I kept going to job interviews and I was not really vibing with the place or it was a no and it was like a week before graduation and I was like I have no idea where I'm going and it just so happened that I had an interview with a place in Charleston that's where I'm located now and um I hit it off with my boss she was great and so I moved to Charleston a week later um so that was completely intuitive too um as I was living in Charleston I was like going out um to the bars and whatnot and my friends from school were down to visit and so I met my husband at the bar. He was a, a bouncer, actually. And at the time, I was just very uh, intoxicated and lively. So I went up to him and I approached him. And um, Oh, you meant literally intoxicated. Yes. <laughs> I you meant like intoxicated <laughs> off of him. <laughs> Maybe that too. <laughs> Maybe that too. Well, it's funny because I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, yeah, I met you. I, not I met you. Um. I noticed you like a week before that, because at the time I was going out all the time. So I noticed him before and I, I'm very much into energy. So I saw him and I was like, Ooh, like his energy is like intense. Like, this is something that I want. Like, I want to like challenge this and kind of like win that. Right. So then that next week I noticed him and I was like, this is my chance. So I walked up to him and approached him and, um, we connected and it's, it's funny because it happened very organically. So we actually, our first date, we went to the beach, we walked my dog and it was great. Like we had great conversations talking about, you know, lifelong dreams, whatever our fears, all the, all the conversations that I love. Um, but it was actually just like a no for both of us. We were like, you seem like a great person to hang out with. We seem like we'd be great friends, but that's it. 
So anyways, time goes on and he ended up inviting me to a cookout. And so we hit it off and we actually like dated off and on for a year. And um, this is kind of where the manifestation part comes in. So um, after the time that we, we called it off, I was like, you know what? I'm no longer going to search for a man. I don't care about dating. Like this is my time to just like fully go into myself. So I started actually um, meditating and, and just focusing on those self-love things um, every day to just like increase my vibe, I guess. So it was also a time where I felt really hurt by it. I was, I was very upset that it, you know, handed things because kind of a little blue. Anyways, um, so I was meditating every night and I kept visualizing the relationship that I desired and I could physically or not physically, like I could visualize it in my head. I could see the details and the person didn't have a face in my head. It was just the energy, the body, how we would interact with each other. And so I kept having those uh, visions, those desires. And then one day I used to work in skilled nursing and churches would come in and it was the weekend. Um, so it was a Sunday and this woman came in and she would say that she could talk to God and she was like sending these messages. So I'm in the senior living home and I'm sitting in the back and she goes, I, I really feel like somebody in this room needs to forgive. And she's just saying all of these words. And I'm in the back of like, it's me. It's me. Like, I need to just let go and forgive because I felt um, a lot of hurt. I felt like really wounded. I just like didn't understand why I was holding all this tension. And so he was the trainer at my gym at the time. And so I went to the gym after work. That was my routine. And I saw him there. And before we'd be very stubborn and kind of ignore each other. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let my walls down and I'm going to forgive. So I met up with him and like I said, hi or whatever. It was kind of like a awkward, sad interaction. But then I messaged him later and was like, I'm only saying this for myself, but um I'm letting go of any tension and just forgiving this whole situation, just kind of like making amends and just like letting it known that I'm not feeling this way towards you anymore. And then it just unfolded from there. <laughs> and we just like completely reconnected and um, we were just uh, sharing stories together of kind of things that happened in between, but then he ended up like fully committing to me and like professing his love to me. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to roll his eyes when he hears that, but that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> and, <laughs> I need to video him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was just really cool because I don't think that our relationship would have happened if I didn't let go of the the emotions that I was feeling um towards him but also like letting go of the expectation of always trying to search for something and then also getting really clear on what it is that you want um and make like visualizing it and making it clear um 
was really key. I don't I don't think any of that would have happened if I didn't just dive into myself and just kind of let everything go and let the universe do its work and trusting that whatever is right for you is going to come back into your life if that's what's meant to be. And it's funny because like I can recall back conversations of um, him because he was he's a bodybuilder, which is also why I'm like connected to that world. But he was trying to decide between like, okay, I don't know if I can date you because this sport is really selfish and I don't think I can give myself to you. Um, so when, once I heard that, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to like settle for anyone that's not going to give themselves to me. So yeah, it snaps. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to let that go. And if it, if it's meant for me, it will come back to me. But I also had this innate knowing that I knew that I wasn't finished with him. Like I knew he was in my life for some reason. I just didn't know what it was. And then it came back around and now we're married. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. There, there are so many quotes from what you just said that I just want to repeat, but I didn't write them down. So I can't, (laughs) (laughs) that was so beautiful. I mean, what I'm really getting from this story is your emotional intelligence and how much Mm -hmm. that it it took of you to have the self-love to know your worth and be like, no, if you're not going to give your all to me, then I deserve that. And, you know, I want an equal match and a partnership, your ability to forgive and let go, even though you had all these emotions in your body, your ability to be open, to reach out and have a courageous conversation. It reminds me of um, a guy I dated for, for a bit last year. We traveled around for a while together and we were falling pretty quickly for each other. And there were things that he would do that would annoy me and I wouldn't want to get into it. And I kind of felt like this is something for me to process. I don't need to have a conversation about it with him. But what I, what happened is over time, it started to create this wall between us. And it was kind of like these concrete blocks that are being built. And whenever I finally expressed it to him, he said, uh, he said some very wise quote that I can't remember exactly, but essentially it was, whenever there's something in between us, we need to talk about it because if we don't, it's going to create this wall. And eventually there's going to be a wall between us that is going to be a lot harder to break down than if we just take the block out each time it gets put there. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that you uh, did during this, this process that there was like that invisible energetic wall that was preventing you guys from having that connection and you were able to move through it. And I really think that's a huge reason why people have challenges and break up and get divorced and resent each other is because there's that lack of communication and expressing our needs and doing the emotional work. So do you find that now that you're married and living together, that you have some sort of practice when things do get challenging and, and how do you Mm -hmm. navigate that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question because um, relationships are challenging in itself, especially when it's relationships that you want to commit to. And I feel like people don't really understand this until they're 
in a relationship where they decide to actually get married because that's when all the things surface up and you actually have to do the inner work. You can't just settle for the way that you would react to things as if you were a child, right? That that inner child healing because we all react to things differently. We all move through conflict differently. So learning that in itself can be very challenging. Um, It's interesting because it all goes back to honoring yourself, right? So like in that moment where I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be with someone who's not in it a hundred percent with me in that moment, when you're by yourself, it's so easy to do the work. Like if you're single, it's so easy to do the self-development work um, because you don't really have those triggers or someone bringing those feelings into you. So during that time, I was like, like feeling like really good, like really aligned. So then when you bring that dynamic of a relationship in, you kind of have to learn how to navigate that with another person. Um, Can you like remind me what the question was again? (laughs) (laughs) I just meant you, you, you did great. I was just curious, like whenever you guys do have challenges, uh, do you have a process that you move through to work Mm. through it together? Yeah. So us, it's still like a learning curve, but we've totally definitely learned a lot from since the beginning. Um, I'm really into human design. So like wow. learning. Yeah. That's the way you were learning. speaking earlier. I was like, he's <laughs> a human designer. <laughs> learning how we both um kind of like go about conflict he's a projector and so I actually recently learned well I'm a manifester so I found out that my birth certificate was wrong (laughs) so yeah I thought I was a manifesting generator but I'm a manifester and so the dynamic is funny right because a projector is like that wise owl who just wants to tell you like all the right things because they want to see you succeed and then a manifester is like don't tell me what to do (laughs) (laughs) a manifester is the most rare one right and you are meant to like wait a month before making a big decision and you have all these open energy centers is that correct um manifestors will have like lots of pings so that's why I thought that manifesting generator really resonated with me because I was like I have all of these ideas Mm -hmm. but really I instead of a a gut intuition, I have just instincts. So I'll just keep getting like these pops in my head. So I have to write them down or else I'll just like act on it right away. Um, So yeah, like learning about yourself is super important and also learning how you um, are activated with emotions. You know, how do you release it? I know that once in one program you talked about um, how we release energy and how we take it on. Like some people withdraw and some people are a little more outward with it. So learning that about yourself too. Um, So the process is really just trial and error, trial and error, because, you know, once you're married and you have that commitment, you'll learn the patterns of what someone needs so like he probably needs more space which is probably with a lot of men but like he has to withdraw and he needs that space whereas I'm someone who likes to just fix things so 
when you're married and you're going through conflict, you have to just have that respect and that boundary for each other of, okay, we know that we're not going anywhere. So how are we going to move through this? And it's really challenging. Like, I'm not going to say like, oh, it's so easy to find a process. It's not. Any married couple is going to like say that it's not easy. Um, But yeah, I would just say trial and error and really learning about yourself, but also being humble enough to understand yourself and also your um, attachment style is really key is something that we've kind of found too. And um, being humble enough and being willing to do the work to change together um, is super key. Yeah. It sounds like the main part of the process is just this, this devotion and commitment to working through it and understanding yourself and understanding the other. And I think that's, going to be really successful for you guys. So I'm excited to see where, where this relationship takes you. Yeah. And, and that's for any relationship you have. It could be even with friends too. Like we all are so uniquely different and we all have different triggers or we're activated differently. So it's really just having that emotional intelligence, like you said, of how to take that and move through it and how to respond to people and not just react. Mm, so good. Yeah. So good. Okay. I want to wrap up since it's been about an hour, but I want to ask you one final question. It just came to me and I think it'd be a great one to wrap up on. So we know that you've manifested this business that you love, dreamy partner. So I'm curious if you could tell me in just a few words, maybe what are you manifesting now and how you want to feel because what I've found is that those feelings are really what draws that experience to us. Mm. What am I manifesting now? If anything, um, you yeah, could be in a state of flow. That's kind of where I am. So lately, I've really been focused on just becoming the most grounded and intuitive version of myself that I can. Um, A lot of the work I've been doing is trying to heal that wounded feminine and just like step into my womanhood as like this most confident being as I can, because you just approach life so differently when you're in that state of feeling safe in your body and honoring yourself, being intuitive. So that's another thing is trying not to make decisions with my head so much anymore because it really hurts me. Um, And when I say it hurts me, it's like I overthink, I overanalyze, and then it kind of paralyzes me from doing the things that I need to do. So just being so intuitively led and let my body decide for me is where I'm at now. So yeah, I would say the feelings that I'm trying to manifest and just embody is that feeling of safety and freedom um, and just fully trusting the universe to guide me every day. I love it. And so it is. (laughs) And so it is. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Jen. Thank you for your wisdom. I could talk to you all day about our relationship <laughs> with food, our bodies, exercise, love. I feel like I have a hundred more questions, but we're going to leave it here. Where can people find you if they're interested in following your socials and working with you? Yes. 
Um, so I'm on Instagram. My Instagram handle is underscore J.M. Bailey. Um, it's B-A-I-L-E-Y. Um, and I would say that's pretty much it for socials, but I'm definitely on Instagram. Perfect. And if they yeah. want to work with you, they can go there and see your, your stuff. Yes. Message me or you can just go ahead and schedule a discovery call with me. The link is in the bio. Um, but yeah, definitely just reach out. Perfect. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And we will see you next week for another coffee date. Bye, Jen. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Breathe and Receive podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a friend or tagged me on social media. I love you and I hope you have a beautiful, magical day.